Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're walking in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it is indeed good morning from the Concrete Gang, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and Sunday morning on 3CR, every Sunday morning. Good morning, Gorilla. Good morning, Annie. How are we today? Uh, very well, mate. Thank you. Uh, no buzzer. Well, that is an improvement. That's right. No string bean. Well, it just keeps going up in quality. Unfortunately, we do have to uh, say that not everyone's going as well as us, and uh, uh, cheerio to Georgie Despard and the Despard family and all his friends. Georgie's uh, had a bit of a fall. He's uh, in the Royal Melbourne Hospital, not in great condition, but he has an ability to fight back, and uh, as always, Georgie will be fighting back. I have it for the best. Indeed, and we're going to keep people informed as best we can we're recording this show on Friday, and so we haven't got an update by Sunday to uh, let you know how he's going. But Georgie, cheerio, I hope you keep fighting on, son, because uh, you'll be a great loss to the, uh, to the movement and to this radio show, which you have supported for so many years. So we'll keep you updated, and uh, hopefully it's all good. And a special cheerio to Leo, the Lout and the boys from Richmond, yep, yep. who were, were there when um, uh, our mate Georgie took his tumble. So a special cheerio to the boys. They helped him out in his time of need, which uh, the boys from Richmond are very good at. And um, we've still got Georgie's microphone here, the one that, because he's got no neck, remember? He's got the special microphone. We didn't have to put it up because he's got no neck, George. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Righto. Now, just moving on for a couple of things. Uh New, new Secretary of the ACTU, Sally McManus, uh, made some inflammatory statements, according to uh, Mr Turnbull, saying that uh, we have a right to take illegal industrial action when uh, 
the laws are unfair. Well, I've got to tell you, nothing new about all that. <laughs> Bit doubtful about the ACTU as always. Uh, sceptical, again sceptical, always sceptical, but... Good on her for saying it. Good on her for saying it. And uh, I would have thought that uh, the person who should be coming out and supporting her in her comments would be the Lord Mayor of Melbourne, Robert Doyle. Because he doesn't mind parading around about uh, some of the things that feature in this city, like the Regent Theatre at Tasma Terrace, the Vic, Queen Vic Market, etc. All saved for the people of Melbourne by illegal industrial action. Yeah, actually, I won't bring. I was in a, I was in a restaurant having lunch the other day down in um, down in good old Port. Never guess who walked in. Yeah. Robert Doyle. Oh, didn't that take a shine off the day? I'll tell you. <laughs> I bet you the restaurateur was quite happy, though. The uh, the meal and wine bill would have been considerable. Anyway. He's about three foot six, isn't he? Anyway, moving right along. It's been a big week and uh, lots of people have had lots of things to say about politics. But there is, of course, one thing about Friday that should be noted above politics, above St. religion. It's St. Pat's Day. St. Paddy's Day. Indeed, and we'll have an appropriate tune halfway through the show because uh, St. Pat's Day is a big event around the world, regardless of whether you're Irish or not. Everyone's Irish on St. Paddy's Day. Everyone is. There's a lot of green getting uh, worn around the streets of Melbourne today. The green beer, it's a great day. Right. Special cheer out all the Irish members out there. We've got plenty of them. Indeed, we have. The Irish organisers. Special cheer out Jerry Hughes and Geraldine and the Hughes family, all, all the Irish people out there. We could be all day doing this, can we? Yeah, we could. <laughs> but we'll keep moving and just remind everybody that uh, the latest pay rise under the industry EBA is uh, from the first pay period on or after the 1st of March. So if you haven't got your 5% by now, you better get on to your organiser, you better get on to the union office and start cranking it up because there have been two pay rises, 1st of July last year and, of course, the second 5% from the 1st of March or the first full pay period on or after the 1st of March. It was another 5% plus an increase in travel. So if you ain't got it and the boss ain't uh, suggesting he's going to give it to you, then you better start cranking up. We might have a uh, test for the ACTU about unlawful industrial action as people chase their money. Yeah, it's that time of year, isn't it? First of March. Yeah. And also the tickets are due. The tickets comes up at the end of the month. Uh, the union dues bills have gone out and uh, there is a bit of an increase in the bill. There's an extra 10 bucks in it. But given what we have to fight, given what we have achieved, given what we have to hang on to, we need... Uh, Without becoming outrageously expensive, uh, union dues that are going to keep the organisation going in the face of relentless attack. We're still the cheapest branch, aren't we, as far as dues? Yes, uh, we are certainly among the cheapest. There's uh, some who are a lot more than us each half year. Uh, I think think Queensland's about 50, 60 bucks still in front of us in terms of what they... uh, what they are seeking. And I don't blame them. They're under, they've been under attack from a previous Liberal government, the Federal government, and there's a lot of work to be done. Nothing comes 
cheap. But I tell you what is going cheap. Lang O'Rourke. You want to buy a construction co- an international construction company? Lang O'Rourke's for sale. Eh? Can't pay their bills. We've got a situation out at Bayswater, out at the uh, level crossing station upgrade out there, and uh, Hutchison's are uh, subcontractors to Lang O'Rourke and Fulton Hogan Joint Venture, and they're owed a lot of money. Subbies are owed a lot of money. Uh, in Britain, uh, the company has declared a loss of something like two hundred and forty-five million pound. Jesus! So that's half a billion dollars, folks. Just for those who ain't sure of the current exchange rate, that's half a billion dollars. For uh, our good friends uh, Lango Rourke have lost in the UK. You'd be a Ted Warren if you're Hutchinson's, wouldn't you? I'd be shitting myself. (laughs) And all the subbies. But the interesting thing is, on Monday, tomorrow, there's a new job supposed to start on the Hurstbridge line and Lang O'Rourke are part of the joint venture. There are no sheds on the job. There There is nothing there. And I don't think there's going to be anything there tomorrow. Uh, except maybe a few debts, because people who were asked to go out and do some preparatory work have graciously declined. As you would. If you ain't getting paid, you should not be worrying about anything to do with Lang O'Rourke at this stage, except try and recover the money. And talking about recovering the money, I just remembered what I had forgotten when we were... Oh, that's good. (laughs) I I hope it's worth it after all that pain. Yes. Frank Nedemic. Oh, no. Oh. We haven't dusted him off again, have we? Oh, he's... he's What's he's, happened now? He's had another company go bust. Poor old Frank. It must be hard making oh. a quid. Must be hard making a quid. We should have a, a pull-up for Frank. Yeah. He's had a lot of bad luck. Oh, shocking luck. Frank, we, we sympathise with you. But we understand that High Octane uh, has gone down. That was the name of the company. <laughs> Doing a servo up, uh, servo complex up in Ballarat. It's blowing up. Uh, has been an unmitigated disaster for all concerned. No. Oh. So, Frank, we feel sorry for you. We are absolutely crying crocodile tears about your, well, let's just say your unfortunate circumstances. But also the unfortunate circumstances of all the other people who did the oh, work. That's right. Who else did he send broke? That's his normal caper. So, Frank, you've got a problem and you need to do something uh, about it. Righto. He's going to get uh, a scallywag. Did you give a report about Buzzer last week doing a couple of laps of the Grand Prix with um, James, James Brock? No. You didn't? No. Well, you, you, I don't you, take much interest in the Grand Prix, to be no, honest. No, that's, that's all right. Not everyone's, not everyone's cup of tea, but it's fine. But uh, I, I, had the, um, I had to follow um, Buzzer down the Grand Prix, a few issues down there, and uh, I think I was ringing you, giving you a blow-to-blow report about his driving. I didn't realise he was going get, to get out and James Brock was going to be there and he was going to be supposed to be driving the car. I, I put an end to that. I said, mate, we can't have that. Anyway, poor old Buzz Flatter had Flatter getting his helmet on over his big buff head. Even with the haircut. Even with the haircut. <laughs> so uh, it was pretty scary stuff. But anyway, it got as far as Buzz putting his helmet on. That, that was it. So that was his lap, putting his helmet on. But anyway, 
That's Buzz's uh, lap around uh, the Grand Prix. <laughs> Has the Grand Prix actually been run yet? I think it's on in two weeks. Is it? Oh, yeah. I, 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 it seems to be a long lead up, but uh, so oh, it all well, comes and goes pretty quick. It's all work. I always look at it like yeah, that. I know a lot true. of people don't like it, but it's work. and it brings a lot of people out here, whether you like it or not. Righto. We might now cut to a little commemorative track to commemorate St. Pat's Day. Yeah, a little dilly to get you going at your breakfast. Little, yeah, a little bit of a jig. You could put some uh, something green on your on your rice bubbles or something, but yeah. Yes, indeed. bit of Irish jig music just to Magnificent. Uh, That's keep, for, keep you happy. And the smart and the old, old brother George up. Indeed. Well, George, he actually been to Ireland. He has, yeah. Yes, I've heard indeed. all the stories. Yes. He, uh, Is that where he picked up his whiskey drinking habit or? He found a couple of pubs he liked. <laughs> Almost impossible in Ireland, I would have thought. But anyway. <laughs> has he found one he didn't like? <laughs> <laughs> that is more to the point, yeah. but never mind. Um I also might just add at this point, he went to Royal Ascot. Yeah, he did. Yes, right. In yeah. a top hat. In a top hat. In a top hat. Well, that looked funny. Doing George... his impersonation of John Kerr. He looked like the penguin. He looked like the penguin, wouldn't he? <laughs> he did. <laughs> All he needed was a cigarette holder. He would have been the penguin. Anyway, let's move on. Now. Actually, just while we're still on, oh, George. No, no, no. I just, I've got to. Because I rang him about a week and a half or two weeks, as you know. You know I said, listen, mate, we're, we're going to be dusty on the concrete gang. I said, uh, Warren's you know, shit ass. I'm, I'm no better. And Buzz is never here. He does his best work when he's not here. And uh, we need to, he goes, yeah, right, no worries. I said, how you been? He goes, oh, mate, they got me going to doctors here and doctors there and, and all that. Yeah, but that's just part of getting old. But you know what, Longie? I picked the winner of the sale cup last week. I said, good on you, mate. And that was his highlight. So... God, he's got the great spirit, old, old George, Annie. I mean, Indeed you know, he has. the old builder's labour spirit. So hopefully that'll pull him through this next hurdle. No worries. Now, who's going to pull H&Y through the next hurdle? <laughs> hey, poor old Hanson and Yunkin. Not only did they have their bank surety uh, seized by the South Australian government for non-completion of the Royal Adelaide Hospital, 
but they've also suffered a rather major financial loss. Now, I'm not sure which particular entity. I think it's the South Australian-based uh, Hanson and Yunkin entity that's uh, can you name one? A, can you name one that's made a profit, Warren? Yeah, but I think $29 million loss is a bit of a prob. Yeah, that's not that's not. <laughs> bit good. of a prob. And uh, I think it, I think the uh, bank surety was about $90 million, so ain't looking good for Hanson and Yunkin. And you think they have better things to worry about than, than threaten them. Uh, threaten them blokes are going to go to a, a march. When you're standing up and having a toolbox in the morning, which probably they never have, and uh, threatening blokes that if you go to the march, we'll be taking a list of your names out and letting your bosses know and all that type of caper. So you'd like to think they've got more more serious things to worry about than that and, and probably concentrate on the health and safety on their jobs and asbestos being uh, thrown around the place like confetti. So uh, you'd obviously think that um, they'd, they'd, they're on the ball, but obviously they haven't. No, they're more concerned about uh, breaching uh, their existing EBA about RDOs and such matters. They're certainly not too worried about uh, the sorts of issues that affect workers on their sites. But Hanson and Yunkin, stalwarts of the industry, well, at least as far as the NBA's concerned, <laughs> eh? Yeah. Uh, back the NBA all the way. There's a few people around town who aren't too happy because uh, now they find themselves Stunning. high and dry because they follow the NBA line and they don't know what to do next. So Hanson and Yunkin, I'm going to nominate them for Scallywag in due course, and they certainly need to be mentioned uh, almost on a weekly basis now. There's always something going on. Not great big crimes against humanity, but constant uh, offences. Now, who offends more than anybody? Oh, there's a list as long as your arm. There is a list as long as your arm, but there's one that stands out. His red face gives him away every time. Nigel Hatchkiss. Oh, well. Hey, Uncle Nigel. Yeah. Apparently uh, decided to pursue a couple of CFMEU organisers um, for turning up on a job out at the airport. There were three in- employees on the job, so it was going to be a lot, whole lot of uh, serious unlawful industrial action, oh, wasn't yeah. there? Hey? Three people on the job, including the shop steward, and a health and safety rep, and uh, they all had a cup of tea. Good. That's serious unlawful action. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, did, I didn't quite realise that tea drinking was unlawful industrial action, but obviously... Well, might as well be, but it's been promoted. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So apparently uh, Mr Justice North, during the uh, proceedings, uh, made some commentary about how much money was wasted on... What it turned out to be a, an, a probably an event that took place two years ago. So there's been investigations, there's been prosecutions, and he questioned the whole uh, the whole process and the fact that taxpayers' money was being uh, wasted on a minor, could have asked us trivial matter. Could have asked us years ago. We would and have said that's right. Warren, what did our good friend Nigel do? Having copped that criticism through the proceedings... Had a cup of tea? Had a cup of tea. Well, I don't know Nige drinks tea. Drinks a red wine. That, oh, oh, he likes, yeah, a, he yeah, likes yeah. a red wine, Uncle Nige. Yeah. In and, business uh, class, of course. Yes, and what he's decided to do is, in the summing up, to finish the case, the summing up, he sent along a senior counsel. Right? <laughs> senior counsel... 
Very expensive. 10000 a day. Yeah. And uh, so some more taxpayers' money went into what is obviously a matter of very little significance industrially, legally, or anything else. But uh, Nigel justifying his uh, high wage is out there prosecuting over anything. You will hear more. Righto, let's go to a cheerio. Young Jace. Jason Howard, yes. Um, a congratulations to Jason. Um, him and his uh, partner or wife have had uh, a baby boy. I'm just trying to get the details up here. I've lost the details. Yeah, uh, Jason Courtney, uh, Proud and Nance have had arrival of Artie William Howard. That's a good name, Artie, isn't it? Really? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good name anyway. It looks like it didn't impress you, uh, Warren. No, I was just thinking about who else I know. Is Artie, Artie, yeah, we yeah. know Artie. Plumber, I know Plumber called Artie, yeah. yeah. So congratulations. Oh, Scaffy called Artie? Yeah, to Jason Courtney. Good, good he, he's a, a good shop steward for us. Um, Jace does a very good job, so there's another Sue from your member coming along. Another Indeed. one. Indeed. So, so cheerio to Jace yeah. and Courtney. Well yeah. done. Fantastic news. Now we'll go to Scallywags. Lang O'Rourke. Eh? Oh, oh, please. Eh? Uh, <laughs> all the trouble. It's turned the tears. That's gone on. And they sacked, well, they were part of the process of sacking nearly 800 people up in Darwin. They've burnt everybody out at uh, Bayswater. They've lost uh, £245 million and they've sold the biggest precast yard in uh, Britain just to try and uh, save it, save the company. So it's amazing, isn't it? No, no shock, Ora. Eh? The smiling face of capitalism. <laughs> eh? Well done, Lang O'Rourke. You are definitely getting nominated. And another son every dog has his day. Oh, yeah. Woof, woof. Righto. H&Y, you deserve it. You oh, are just mate. perennial offenders. Honestly. Uh, High Octane, another company uh, that's a one-project company, which has uh, gone bust up in Ballarat. We've all been mentioned, a financial disaster. But also, there's another little player that's come on the scene, Be Safe. Yeah, yeah, done nothing about myself, but they had a phone call with a couple of organisers this morning. Apparently, uh, rope, ropes jumped, jumped off the sheave of the crane or something. The panel's gone through the deck. Uh, LP cranes are out there because, I mean, you know, not EBA, just to, you, know, what you, you pay for what you get at the end of the day. So there's all sorts of dramas out in that job, and uh, uh, we'll keep out you... Box Hill. At Box Hill Way, yeah. at that yeah. way. It's not yeah. probably in Box Hill, but at that way. And uh, we'll keep you informed about all that, but uh, they're the sort of, you know, the market down, the, the, you know, around the 5 to $10 million market. That's what you get. Indeed. Now, who are we going for for Sookie Lala this week? Gee, Sookie Lala. Well, I reckon that the biggest sook this week was Josh Frydenberg. The Minister for Energy copped it on national TV from the Premier of <laughs> South Australia and he's still sucking up and he's got Malcolm sucking up on his behalf. Josh, you're a shit talker. You deserve sucky. But who are we going to go for for uh, Scallywag? I mean, there's the obvious one, that Lango Rourke and all that, but I don't know. I reckon Anson Youngkin, honestly, for all, I mean, you know, the way they carry on, the state of their jobs, 
the way they treat the men, the way you know, it's it's. I think we've got to nominate them. Yeah, I, I know that, it's a big call, but but equally too, oh. they can't run their own business. They're making losses. They can't blame us. They're just incompetent. Yeah, and I agree. Well, that's good. And, and some of the types of contractors they bring on their job. What's this code compliant? Aren't they supposed to be all code compliant? Yeah. <laughs> and when it suits Nige. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, so... Hanson gonna... Yankum, so we agree on that? Yes, we're agreed on that. It's certainly a case of, uh, you know, there'll be more stories about Hanson and Yunkin because all this uh, financial difficulty they're in is also going to lead to financial difficulties for a whole lot of people who are their subcontractors. Uh, and uh, you know, some of them are not that flash, but some of them are uh, decent, even, even decent the, operators. Even the non-co-compliant ones? <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I think the, uh, the people who are going to wear it, are, unfortunately, will probably be some decent people, and therefore their employer, the employees will be seriously disadvantaged. But anyway, we have got uh, HMY for Scallywag of the Week and Josh Frydenberg for Sookie Sookie La La, because, mate, if you reckon you're the Minister for Energy, you're not too energetic. Right, I will go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang. And we'll uh, keep you updated on Brother George and yeah. everything else that's uh, going on in the industry. We'll see you soon. And we're going out with a little song called Panama Line from Booker White. This old soul, you know, time to get Chicago, you know. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.